Hi there, Scott. Rockfile, back to uh, give you a podcast review. Going to be talking about the first three Despicable Me movies. Not the Minion movies, just yet. Might mention them, but not going to review them yet. When the first Despicable Me came out, I wasn't excited about it. It was it looked like a kid's movie, right? Was, you know, but I do still like animated movies. I still like comic book movies. I still like kids' movies, and I begrudgingly went to see it because it looked like it was funny. And what do you know? It really, 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 really was. I, I, I really enjoy the first one quite a bit. Uh, Chris Renault and Pierre Coffin created these. I guess they were the directors. Um, they've gone on to be involved in all of them, along with Kyle Balda. Um, same producer, same screenwriters, for the most part. We got some new people coming in here late, and they're expecting to produce a Despicable Me 4 by 2024. Now, I know the Minions movies are spins off, and I just rewatched Minions 1, about to watch Minions The Rise of Crew, which I haven't seen yet. It's a new one. Um, but I recently picked up, well, not recently, several months ago, picked up Despicable Me 1, 2, and 3 in 4K for the first time. And they really look great, by the way. This is not really a 4K review, but I'm of the opinion that a lot of animation doesn't really need to be upgraded to 4K because you're, you know, Blu-ray player or your 4K player will upgrade it on its own. And it's hard to see a big difference between some of these Pixar and other digitally animated films versus their 4K counterparts until you get into colors and HDR and stuff like that. Overall, the movies look very similar together, but you might get some more color pops, more natural colors, and a little bit better resolution in 4K. That being said, the Despicable Me movies do look great in 4K and are worth the upgrade if you can get them for under 10 bucks a piece like I did. The first movie's great. It introduces Gru and the, and the girls, and you meet the minions for the first time. Um, the second one's even better. It's one of those Empire Strikes Back kind of sequels that just does everything a little bit better, has a little more heart. That's one of the best things about these movies. They have more heart than you think going into them. You think they're just going to be mindless kids' movies about minions and bad guys, and they actually have quite a bit of heart and some storytelling and some, some nice stuff in them. Despicable Me 3 was not bad, but it wasn't up to the first two. I just reviewed the Marvel, uh, the original X-Men trilogy the other day on podcast. Um, and I said the exact same thing. First one's good. Second one's a little bit better. And the third one's not quite as good. And it wasn't. You know, they brought Trey Parker in as a bad guy and everything. But still, they got away from what makes it great. And so did the Minions movie. Minions tried to focus totally on Minions with only having Gru have a special appearance at the very end. Um, like I said, I wasn't getting into that movie, but that misses some of the boat, misses some of the part of what makes Despicable Me such great movies. It's the kids and Gru, even though for me personally, I go for the Minions. Uh, when I go to Universal Studios, I ride the Minion ride, and at the end I take pictures with the Minions because I think they're great. I think they're the... Abbott and Costello, they're the three stooges of modern times. You know, I, I just love Minions. I, I think they're cute. I like their little speeches. Um, I get into it as a kid, you know, a kid at heart anyway. So, but even I will watch the Minions movie and go, it's missing Gru. It's missing the girls. It's missing that. They, they kind of need that in there. Now, I haven't watched the Minions Rise of Gru yet, but that will be a separate podcast because that's a less than six months old film. And so that's kind of new in my vernacular. But over the last week or two weeks, I did watch all three of the first Despicable Me movies, and I think they're great. I think they're right under How to Train Your Dragon as some of the best movies you can watch with kids. How to Train Your Dragon movies, I think, are as good as any Pixar movies. I think they're good for young adults. I think they have good moral fiber in them. They're good stories. They're well animated. They're interesting. They're fun. I think Despicable Me is right under that. They devolve into, you know, uh, 
a lot of slapstick humor and dumb humor, but there is a golden center. There is a, a heartfelt center with the girls, with Gru, him trying to be a better dad. He's a bad guy, but he wants to be a great dad. And he has got a bit of a character arc through the movies. It'll be interesting to see what happens going forward when they make a Despicable Me 4. But rewatching these movies, you know, you can be totally entertained by them. It, they don't fall under that dumb kids movie thing that a lot of things do. Um, like I said, How to Train Your Dragon, a lot of Pixar movies, and the Despicable Me movies to me are a cut above the average stuff that we get all the time every year to fill our cineplexes with young popcorn eaters. So Despicable Me 1, 2, and 3 makes a great trilogy. Um, I'll get back to the two Minions movies when I review Minions Rise of Gru, but as taken as a like a little trilogy, I think you know it's good. You know, it, for kids, it's like the X-Men trilogy. You get a good movie, a great movie, and an okay movie, and you put it all together, and it's a it's a watchable trilogy. So check them out. If you haven't seen them or you think they're just for kids, Despicable Me 1, 2, and 3 are actually a lot of fun, a lot of heartfelt fun, and funny, too. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. Quick review to review the Despicable Me trilogy. Can't wait to watch number four when it's released in 2024. More podcasts on the way. My links are below. Have a spectacular day. Thank you so much for listening.